This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Blue Liar. To the end zone he goes. Boyd with a great fake. Touchdown, Todd. Hopkins throws the board. Lean means touchdown throwing the team tonight, and he's got another one. Boyd to the end zone. Oh, what an effort. Welcome back to the Todd's Boyd Podcast. Hope all has been well, my friends, and uh, hope you guys are staying safe out there. All right, 2020 has been one big cluster. Today, it's no different, all right? There was some news that came out of the NCAA that two of the Power Five conferences have decided to opt out of the fall football 2020 season, and with that comes mass hysteria. And so I decided that, you know what, since everybody's talking about it, I wanted to jump in on it and weigh on these discussions and topics as well. But joining me is a friend of mine. He was a defensive specialist, played corner, played safety, played everything that you could possibly imagine over at Wake Forest, and I got a chance to play against this guy every single year. Well, he's actually going to be joining me on the podcast every week, man, and uh, I'm excited to get his input, his take, and for him to co-host this thing with me. So excited about your input and you guys listening as well. And so we're going to talk about, you know, what's happening throughout the course of college football right now, the implications that it takes on the, the collegiate game as well as the NFL game and everything else and beyond, the XFL too. And so there's a lot to get into. There's a lot to discuss. And uh, you guys bear with us on this first one. I thought it was exciting. We had a lot to talk about, and so we were kind of all over the place. But, man, we're excited about the future going forward. So thank you guys again. Make sure that you tune into and subscribe to the Taj Boy Podcast. Here we go. All right, so, AJ, big news coming out of college football today. It was almost inevitable. I mean, like, we could feel it coming. You know, yeah. a lot of people wanted to be honest about what was about to happen. But we two mm-hmm. out of the Power Five, Big Ten. Pac-12, cancel, dunzo. No football. That's incredible, man. No football. And it's crazy. I mean, I was just thinking earlier, um, like, like, what is Justin Fields? What is a Trey Lance? What do they do? Right. Like, do they just prepare for the draft or do they transfer? Like, Well, you saw – there's been a lot of talk about players transferring to different programs. And the tough part is, I mean, like – at least in the NFL, there's some carryover as far as language goes and everything else of that nature. So getting traded to a new team, I mean, you could be expected to go and play and perform the next week, you know. But in college football, it's a totally different monster there. And so, you know, with all the uncertainty, I, I think at least for those guys in those positions, they understand where they sit at potentially in the draft, whereas a lot of these guys who had one more year to show their worth, they don't get that. Yeah. Maybe either get and get into draft conversations. 
Absolutely. And so, I mean, it's a big blow. And we already saw the repercussions of all of this, of COVID towards football in its entirety when you talk about NFL. I mean, some of these kids went to camp and got cut without ever stepping onto a football field. And so for the undrafted free agents, for the late round draft picks, they'll never get that shot. And they might not ever get that shot, you know, but, you know, as we'll get to here in a little bit. What about that, man? Yeah, it's wild, right? The undrafted guys that, you know, may have been trying to make the roster just got cut. That's Worst time ever for him, bro. Like, time and situation is life. This is the worst time and situation that could have happened to these guys going forward, man. I didn't even think about that, man. That's that's, that's wild. That's blow. wild. I'm sure that they should get another shot, though, but I don't know. But, but, I mean, my question all along, bro, like was like, how are they going to – how are you going to disassociate the student athlete from the actual student itself, you know? Because they, yeah. they always try to group everything in there as if players were the same, right? As, oh, well, yeah. they're, just, they're, they're just athletes that – they go to school, you know, they're just like everybody else. They're just like everybody else, yep. And that's what would have been different about this. If you would have tried to have to create a bubble, the problem is trying to create a bubble because it's not NBA, it's not the NFL where you can create an environment that simulates training camp and everything else of that nature. Yeah. College. Simulates, simulates it to a T. In college, it's just a bunch of pieces together, like piece together, glue, you know. Absolutely. It would be a much sloppier version of. You know what I'm saying? Like you would have to, in a way, get the student athletes quote unquote, to <laughs> to go to class, be surrounded by people who, you know, are in unfamiliar, un, un, unsituated circumstances where like you yeah. don't know where these kids came from, right? Came from a frat yeah. party, they came from a visa, wherever yeah. they were at, getting yeah. entrenched into that environment. And even if you wanted to go strictly online for the athletes, you would have to do the same for the student. And so the idea for me, a lot of this comes back to the economics of, of college in general. You start to realize how how much these towns predicate their whole and build their whole economy surrounding around the college. Right. And I was thinking about that. I mean, when you got like game day, you think about, and that's employing hundreds, hundreds of people. Right. Game day is like in tick when you come to your ticket, people, people that are selling drinks, concessions, all that. That's like people's employment. For sure. Like, and you start to think about small it. Like, towns like Auburn, like Clemson, like Clemson, you know, like. Well, that's the whole deal. When you look around college football in general, which is why at some point I think the NCAA is going to get you know broken away from by the Power Five. When you start to think about who's involved in these conferences, only about half of these universities are actually serious about football when you break it down to that level, right? Yes. And so you think Northwestern gives a shit if football is played or not? No. You no. think Illinois? Do you think Duke? Do you UConn. think college? UConn. They're going to be what they're going to be regardless of the situation. But what we talk about in this little southeastern corner that we got right here, bro, all these small towns that you just mentioned, Tuscaloosa, Auburn, Athens, Knoxville, Tallahassee, Clemson, uh, all predicated, the whole economy based around football season. Yeah, it's literally it's half of the economy. And yeah. so everybody's talking about these players' safety and, and their health, but I think it's way bigger picture than that. Yeah, it's way bigger. Well, that's why I'm surprised. Like, I heard in some situation, like, schools seeking, you know, to play games elsewhere, like with the other conferences that are playing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I wonder. I wonder if like presidents would be pressured by like boosters and stuff in the community. So you know, we got. I mean, we got to. We can't lose this money for the community. Yeah. No. 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 That's wild, man. Um, I honestly think the SEC and the ACC are just gonna f- go through it. Well, because I mean, I'm kind of on the side of. I'm on the side of. Um, I want the players in camp and stuff like on campus. Around their facility, that's what I'll say. 
Yeah. No, no bro, I feel like they're much – their chances of, like, in access – they said Bama can get tested every day if they want. Right. You know what I'm saying? Their access to the doctors and stuff is way more – you don't know where they at at home. Right. Well, there's, they're a, at home. there's a real conversation. Like, some of these guys are from the trenches, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's, I mean, there's no telling what their situation looks like at home. They may be better off, more comfortable and safer under the care of, you know, their organization or their school. Right. Team, so. And you hate that in a way it, it makes it seem like college, the football landscape becomes, you know, babysitters. But shit, bro, like that was my biggest concern even before, you know, we start talking about all this. Like half of these kids, like from a preparation standpoint, wouldn't even be where they need to be because they're not getting what they would get when they're at school or in their facility, you know, from a nutrition exactly. yeah. standpoint, from an educational <laughs> standpoint, all of that, you know. And so you start to realize, like, it becomes a way bigger deal than this. And so, like, you know, as far as, like, Justin Fields, you know, some of these guys going forward, I mean, they're already probably – I'm sure that they picked out an agent, right? And so preparation, you know, from from their last bowl game up until combine and everything else is usually three months. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a year and some change now. It's so far away. And so even the whole – the psyche to, for prep on that standpoint, bro, takes everything yeah. to a whole new level. It does. I mean, you you instantly become a pro, right? And that's in his situation. You're you're a pro right now. Like you gotta everything. Your life is just gonna be totally different, hundred percent upside down. That's wild, man. I never thought. But I, I mean, like I said, I think the ACC and the SEC just gonna push through it and take the blows, yeah. uh, just because they know. Oh, I mean, the SEC. I mean, the NCAA is probably on them specifically. Just because they generate so much revenue. I mean, obviously the Pac-12 Big Ten does too, but like an SEC football game, like on a Saturday afternoon, you know, like they gonna. I think there's gonna be a conference to like just straight bite the bullet, right? Just take what comes with it. Um, and I think it'll be the SEC and the ACC. I feel like the ACC will back out before the SEC will for sure. Well, and I think that you'll have. The Because what we've been hearing is the minority trying to speak for the majority, right? Like, there are – in each conference, there's three or four teams. It's like, yo, we're ready to ball. But if you push it towards a vote, again, not every university within that conference. Is, yeah. You know, it's like, well, you know, yeah, we see it from this side. But the problem is all it takes is one, right? It's it's always only taking one. You know, we've, we've had – over the years, unfortunately, we've seen kids pass out from a heat stroke and die and everything else of its nature. If something was to happen and there was some underlying or some precursor here and some kid contracted COVID and it led to a fatal situation, bro, you're talking about the biggest lawsuit in the history yeah. of everything. And I think that's what that's what a lot of it is as far as um the conferences that have right. um canceled already, a lot of a lot of their their verbiage around why they were canceled is like liability, liability. And that's that law stuff like you know, you're dealing with lawsuits and stuff at that point when you hear liability, so Yeah. Well, and, and the whole deal was that for me at least was like, well, what's going to change between now and whenever? Yeah. I mean, school is school yeah. starting in September. They push school start date back. Well, what's what's to say that the whole first semester won't be canceled now? Because you pushed yeah. that back. Like, and then, yeah. And then you you got you're saying like we're going to look to continue in the spring or in the winter. Like, what does that look like? Like, I feel like that's just a whole nother headache in itself. Sure. Then you just, I mean, kids are behind as far as, I mean, would a kid play, would a senior play in the spring? No. 
I mean, I guess if they could with the draft, then you got to worry about – I mean, it's just a lot. It is. And there's so many different scenarios. And I think everybody's been fishing for this whole – like, even when they announced the schedule initially, like, mm-hmm. for me, I was like, man, that's a placebo effect. Like, it's empty optimism. Yeah. Nobody really yeah. knows, but they're trying to create some light at the end of the tunnel here. It's, yeah, exactly. Just trying to, yep, like you said, put a, put a light at the end of the tunnel. Get get people talking about what their brand. Right. You know, the NCAA is going against the NFL, MLB. Man, I just don't know. So the, the issue is, is like, all right, college football, like there's actually, there's some language in the CBA that nobody's talking about. They act like the shit don't exist, bro. And so yeah. in, this, in the CBA, it says that in order for a player to declare for the NFL draft, three NFL seasons must have accrued since he's been on campus. And so now it dates it back to like, so Trevor, Justin Fields, Travis Etienne, all of these uh, third-year players, Mm-hmm. If they, if the NFL plays less than four games, then that season doesn't count towards. And so now these kids will have to come back for another year. No way. Where, bro? And they couldn't declare for the draft. The only the draft would only consist of fourth and fifth year players. So they need, they absolutely have to have a season. The NFL does. The NFL has just to, to have avoid it. that. Just to avoid something like that. Right, and that's a damn disaster. That's a pitfall, bro. We're talking about the rabbit hole, and that's where. Yeah. Conspiracy, that's where XFL comes in and says, you know what? <laughs> they don't want to play for free anymore. We're going to take it in. This is how we create a pill. We're going to take the best players who want to segue out and get ready to be a pro, yep. and we're going to capitalize on that market right there. That, hell, that's what I would do. That, that, heck, yeah, absolutely. That's what I do. I don't I want to call Lawrence as soon as possible. You can be the face of my entire league. You feel me? Like, I don't want to see you right now. A bunch of guys that are trying to make it. I want to see guys that are going to make it, and we yeah. got first rights to them to see them. Got like a, yeah, exactly to see them. Got like a sneak peek, right? So I think it was a good buy, bro. And they bought it for so damn cheap, man. What was the, what was the total purchase? I think it was uh, fifteen mil. Wow, bro. No, yeah, was it fifteen? Yeah, it's fifteen. It was some. Yeah, it was some. Like, like what? You can buy a league for that much? My whole league, bro. You could have put together. A, a JV or a private equity firm would say, hey, let's, let's speed it up real quick, you know. Right. <laughs> I don't know how much McMahon lost on that, but it had to be it had to be a substantial amount, bro. It's a big Yeah, loss. yeah. He, to sell for 15, he must have just said, I'll take anything. I mean, it was about to be auctioned off, but he just gave up on it. I heard, I mean, I had a, you know, I heard a couple things about some guys that played, or, you know, so they weren't either getting paid or – Payments defaulting or something like that. They were complaining about the way they were being paid or something. So I heard it wasn't a great experience on the finance side for the players. But I mean, it was entertaining. Oh, for sure, for sure. I think it has some merit to it too. Hell, I played in that janky ass league. You remember that FXFL, the Fall Experiment of the Football League? I was the first. <laughs> me and Josh Freeman, a former K State quarterback, were supposed to be like the figureheads for the league, bro. And yeah. like, we was only getting paid like five hundred dollars a game and they actually never even paid us from that. They paid us two games out of the whole season. <laughs> so fortunately I had I had made some money from a marketing standpoint. But next you know I'm covering the whole damn team's tab, bro. We eating I'm going to buy them cheeseburgers <laughs> at McDonald's, bro. We're going to uh Boston Market. Uh, <laughs> the franchise guy, man. Like you the franchise guy. It's wild out here, man. But no, bro, like I I do. I hate it for a lot of these kids who are banking on you know, having that extra film um, yeah. because now the market is, is dense as hell. I mean, you got guys who – I mean, the, the scouts came and check out. Right. You're, you know, in their off time, they get ready for the season too. They ain't yeah. camp right now. That's wild, man. 
That's wild. I mean, I never thought of – I mean, 2020, bro, you might as well watch this whole year, bro. 2020 is one of the wildest years I've ever – in my 28 years of life, man, I've never seen nothing like it. No. Just headline after headline after headline. Like, by the time we're done talking right now, it's probably going to be another headline. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, when has there ever been a Miss America for two straight years, bro? Boom. It's wild, bro. Right. <laughs> two years. And then you got Akuda out here who said, uh, hey, they didn't want to see Ohio State win the Natty, so they canceled the Big Ten. They wild. He said that? He said that. <laughs> well, it's funny because I was cheering, like, outside of Wake, I was cheering for Ohio State last year. Yeah. So I was, like, becoming a Ohio State fan. Now the season ain't happening. I'm like, I'm going back to LSU. Yeah, hey, look, the more it's going to be LSU, first off, Ohio State and LSU both. Ohio State's a, uh, an ascending program, bro. Like, Ryan Day going to do some, some shit with them that – You can't even say ascending. They've been there for a long time. Yeah, but, I mean, they always kind of just been sitting – like, they've been sitting I mean, at the top. They just won it in 2015. Yeah, but, I mean, like, they ain't been consistently winning that thing, you know? I mean, they've always been there, bro. Like, you know, they, they've been there since I was a kid. Like, they've always been a powerhouse, but they haven't been the power, you know? A powerhouse, though, like – a powerhouse, man. Like, nah, you got to put some respect on Ohio State. They were, they're always in a powerhouse. What's so funny? If Ohio State would offer me, I would have went to Ohio State. I got into an argument about this on air last week, bro, because I said to Ohio State, I said no matter how good of a program they are, they're still slow, bro. They got on team speed and dude lost his mind, bro. <laughs> I was like, no team. But Ted Ginn went to Ohio State. Exactly. And then played Florida and got beat by damn five touchdowns, you feel me? Right. That Florida team was was crazy. No, nah, that was that was silly, bro. And you know, I still, bro, like that's we just jumping subjects right here. Florida, that Florida team, bro, that them years, some yeah. of the greatest teams that were ever assembled, bro. Like it don't even make no sense. Twenty two players get drafted. Eleven. Uh, no, nah, I told you, I told you, Clemson do got one of them greatest teams ever assembled. Which one? Sixteen. Twenty twelve. We talked about this before. Clemson. It's like it's like underrated. Yeah, twenty twelve, bro. That year, y'all was crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we just didn't know how to piece it together. Bro, we was lit, bro. We had some. We yeah, had y'all some. weren't there yet, but y'all had, like, one of the, like, looking back on it, like, yeah. Ellington, Newt, Artavis, Sammy. Yeah. Our Pete. offense was dumb, bro. The offense was dumb. Dwayne Allen, four. Yeah. I'm like, bro, y'all are different over there. Like, that was a great class. Whoever recruited that class. 2012 was y'all year, bro. Mm-hmm. I really should have. I really should have made a little more noise. Bruce Strong, man. I just got, I just got by us for the uh, ACC championship. We just couldn't, man. We couldn't at the time, bro. Like, the defense was still in that building phase, man. We had a, a new D coordinator come in, and he couldn't necessarily get all players on board because he wasn't sitting in the living room telling them that he, they were going to be blah, blah, blah. So there was some there was some mistrust there. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually he started to get his guys, and, you know, next thing you know, Clemson's only giving up 10 points a game. And I'm like, damn, I wish I had that defense, you know. <laughs> and we had to score 60 points to be NC State, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not for real. Y'all used to be in some shootouts. Yeah, bro. Let's see. Uh, that's so funny. I just saw uh, Jeff Scott tweet something. He said the new Power Four, 2020, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, and the AAC. I thought, oh, I thought, uh, <laughs> the AAC? That's what uh, USF, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry, UCF. Yeah, yeah, UCF in that too, bro. I mean, they got a strong-ass conference for what it is. Memphis. I just, I just, that's going to be good. I know UCF going to be hype. Well, look, they're like, weird. <laughs> you know when they said they was the national champs? Yeah, I'm gonna say something pretty bold here, bro. I think all of this. I think I think you take this couple with the NIL 
coupled with the Players Association, which I think is actually going to turn into a players union. Mm-hmm. I think for a long time, I can go back and, and, and do, you know, fact-checking on my Twitter here, but I'm sure I tweeted something out like three years ago that said that the uh, Power Five conferences are going to break away from the, from the NCAA, right? And, and I think mm-hmm. it's coming. I think what you're going to have is one league. So the teams that, that are serious about football is all going to get thrown into one conference, bro. Like, it's going to be one league. And you can play in if you want to. <laughs> But, and like, you can play in? Yeah, you can play in. Because think about it, like UCF, bro, like legitimately year after year, not saying that they deserve to be a top 10 football team, but they can come into SEC and be like 3-4. Well, what, they, they they, what if they were that nice, though? Like they did go undefeated. Yeah, I mean, it's solid. We, we just can't prove that. I mean, that's the thing. That's the tough part. I mean, because in my mind, I take their roster and I throw it in the ACC and they like 2-3, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, on paper, like, and from what we know, yeah. But – they would have a case to say, I mean, we didn't get the opportunity, so right. we're the best. Because we really are the best, technically. Yeah. Talking about the ACC, slept on conference, bro. Underappreciated. Really Very. good. Teams, uh, yeah. There's some good teams. There's some good bowl games. Coaches. Perform well in bowl games. We show up in bowl games. But just throughout the season, I guess it's just the top two teams are just the, – the difference in the top two teams – and the three and four is too big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the, in the ACC. Like Clemson just, so, I guess, has been so much better than everyone below them. <laughs> that it make the league look horrible when you've been going to be in somebody 60 to 7. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Well, the thing is, is like all these conferences top heavy anyways, bro. And a lot of it is because, like, if you're. So you're saying you want to take all the top, the top heavy teams yeah. and put them in the league. Just jump, just throw them all in there, bro. Scramble. Have a it just essentially have a tournament style season. We have to throw Notre Dame in the actual conference, but they can't. They got to be on the outskirts. I'm so sick of their shit, man. I don't like Notre Dame because no. they always blow it in a big game. They do, man. Like they don't deserve to be they there. They literally always blow it. Like the time you think they're gonna they're gonna win and make some noise, they just blow it. It don't even be a game, bro. It'd be, it'd be over a half time. Yeah, like, it'd be like, ew, why is Notre Dame talking about being in the Final Four? It's wild, man. Yeah, so I got I kind of got a thing against Notre Dame, but I don't know. I think that would be crazy. You got, like, SC, Oregon, Bama, mm-hmm. Ohio State, right. Clemson all in the same conference. That would be crazy. That would be live, man. It would be. And that's the thing. You get a chance to play at the most historic venues. All the time, like I always want to play at Rose Bowl, like yeah. for, like the way that the damn uh, the Coliseum, the BCS was set up, like that wasn't gonna happen ever, you know. And so at the Coliseum should have been live, bro. It's a, I mean, we in a wild time though, man. Like where I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen, man. Like you know, I saw what was the uh, was it the Pac-12 that said they wanted fifty percent of uh, the yeah, revenue. so they like creating a player union type of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. On top of the pandemic, the NCAA is scared because student, like student athletes, are starting to they're finding their voice, understand their power. Yeah, they, they I mean, they're finding, yeah, they're finding their voice exactly. It's they're like, voice. we can really just bring that down if we wanted to. I mean, everybody's talking about. I mean, they're value add, bro. Like they add value, so yeah. they're get, they're getting something in return, but it's still not what they're worth. And everybody's like, well, they get free education, but yeah, not to major in what you want to major in. Exactly. Oh my god! Oh, the, oh, you get a free education? Like, it's like to me, like, did I? Like, right. I didn't see. Like, I know somebody paid for my scholarship or whatever, but like, 
I feel like it was more that they let me come. Yeah. It's kind of like your boy, you know the boy at the door, your boy at the door, you know, he let you in. He let you in the club. Right. And you still get to party with all your friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you can spend the money at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens, it happens a good bit, bro, actually, you know. You yeah, know I don't know. Mean? I just felt like at Wake, like, they, I was just more, I mean, obviously I was going there for free because I was on scholarship, but it was just like a, just ain't here. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah. Shit, when I took my visit to Wake, I was I was talking to Matt, uh, James, and Tyler Cameron, too, a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. And, um, I mean, I was telling them about when I took my visit up, Jim Grove was still coaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm walking on campus, and, like, we walked through in, like, 10 minutes. You know, the whole campus was, you know, that was it. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, hey, you know, when you come here, you know, you'll essentially get a free laptop. And I'm like, damn, ain't they doing that? I mean, this was back when we still had, like, the big PCs and the modems at the crib, though. You know, so it was yeah. – it was more than I ever had, you know. Right, right. No, yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, it's um. Yeah, we got a laptop for sure. That was cool. Yeah, laptop. So I think it was like a Lenovo though. Hella weak, bro. Wasn't a Mac. Yeah, it was a ThinkPad. It was it was weak. It was a ThinkPad. The, the the one where you close and you can hear it close, you know, real close. Oh my god, it's loud too. Wake <laughs> up your roommate. <laughs> <laughs> but man, like it's. You talk about, like, you know, and that's the thing. When you talk about these players and the value that they bring to these universities, I mean, literally, it changes everything. Facilities, economic development, real estate, um, the whole surrounding area, not just the city that they're in, but the state and the community. And so you're saying that, you know, these players are, you know, worth the education. But to be honest, like, even me, you know, going to the the sector, you know, into the business space, there's nothing that I learned in class – that translates to work. Now, everything yeah. I learned on the field itself, right, the disciplines, the principles. You know, and I the, feel like that stuff uh, takes you so much further than. Right. Because the, the art of mastery, you know, and everybody's just acting like you're just a player. But, dog, you've honed and crafted a skill and you've mastered something that some people go their whole life without ever doing yeah. at a very young age, you know. Like, that's my thing. Like, I would, if I was – Hiring for somebody, I would certainly hire athletes, former athletes, especially that have performed at a high level. Right. Like, you know how much pressure you deal with, structure. For sure. Like, I, I hate being late. For, you know what I'm saying? Like, And I feel like that's just from playing sports and being punished for being late or just stuff like that. Just some characteristics I've learned throughout playing sports, like being a leader, like talking to your brother, communicating, like different qualities and characteristics like that that help you in the business world. Right. So that's why right. I, I will always hire like a, an athlete. Oh, so, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's just like you know, I was in this, uh, I was working on this transaction, bro, and, and we lost it. And I was doing it with a guy partner, and uh, we lost it, didn't get the deal. And I mean, he went in the tank, bro. Like, didn't show up to the office for like a week. And I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, bro. Like, so the the, I, the the art of bouncing back and rallying, man. Like right, facing adversity, bro. Yeah. Like you know that feeling when you get scored on when you throw a pick, like. Like, that's a feeling that you can't emulate. Like, a regular student ain't going to get in the classroom. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had to actually know what it felt like four from one. You got to get there. You got to get that first down or the plays on you. You got Sammy Watkins coming at you running a slant. Yeah, you, you know, know I, I, I can't I can't imagine that side of it because that sounds like a disaster, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you got a man eating up cushion, in, a 10-yard cushion in three seconds. Yo, Clemson yeah, yeah. Samuel OD. Yeah, Clemson Samuel was silly, bro. 
Listen, <laughs> Sammy, bro, that was crazy. I mean, he's one of he's one of undoubtedly one of the greatest college athletes of all time. Ooh, athletes. I'm throwing Percy Harvard um, in that mix too. I'm yeah, I'm absolutely. I got Percy in that. I got Reggie Bush in that, and I got really is kind of my number one, Tavon Austin. Yeah, Tavon was a he was a human highlight film. Every time he yeah, he was foolish at West Virginia. Shit. We played remember when we played them boys? We got beat seventy to thirty three. <laughs> oh my god, yes, bro. I tried to tell him like literally. So me and Tavon, we um so I'm in my mind I'm responsible for him going to West Virginia because I was committed to Dub V, you know. Uh-huh. And so him, uh Dion Long, a couple a couple other guys, you know, like You was committed there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like long story short, I decommitted, them boys stayed, Gino ended up coming in after I decommitted. And did that whole thing. <laughs> that could have been you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> now, I wonder, damn, who, I wonder who had like the the better college experience, you or Gina. So that's the thing. They did like a side by side, and and the West Virginia people actually was like, you know, what would have happened if Taj Boyd came here as opposed to Gina? Yeah. I thought Gina was dope as hell at college. Right, right? now, yeah, Gina was great. Both of y'all was great at college university. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder. I mean, it was, you know. It was it was wild playing against them boys, just knowing the back history on it. But like I told the yeah, safety, I didn't know that. I was like, look, because me and Tavon played in the seven on seven. I only played in like one seven on seven, like in high school. It was a or traveling seven on seven. Mm-hmm. And it was this like Badger Sports Camp out in Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I saw him play for Team Maryland. I was on Team Virginia, and uh, when I said he couldn't even get touched in seven on seven, I already knew it was an issue. And so. You know, like we throw on a film and they everybody like ooh and ah and our, our defense is like fuck it, bro. He's just a guy. Like it ain't nothing. <laughs> Before the game, like I'm telling you, dog, like do not give that man room to breathe. If he catch your open field, it's over with. It was like all right, whatever. He almost <laughs> scored like five ACLs out there, bro. The whole deal. Every time he touched the ball, it was it was, it was a house call, man. It's unbelievable. Bro, he I'm telling you, he wanted he wanted the best athletes I seen with the ball in his hand. He was different. Yeah. Like because uh, you know them boys from like. K- KJ and like Mike Camp used to always talk about him. Yeah, I remember we was coming, we was on a plane on the way back. You know, we had Coach Galloway here at uh, Carolina right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He recruited, he he recruited uh them boys that up to West Virginia, so he was yeah. their coach. Bro, we was on the plane. It was the night they were playing Oklahoma, bro. His coach said Tavon got two hundred, two hundred rushing, bro. You remember that night, bro? It was dumb. Against Oklahoma, bro. I talked I talked to Ace uh, and Coven about that jump, bro. Yeah. We just, <laughs> Coven. Wait, that jump was crazy. We played the senior bowl together. Coven? Yeah, he was solid, bro. Yeah, he's tough. I talked to Lonnie. I talked to Lonnie about a month and a half ago, man. Because um, he was he was the one who recruited me up there. Uh-huh. So, you know. Man, we were supposed to go fishing uh, a couple months ago. Like, when Coven first started, he flaked on me. <laughs> He be catching some big bass in his yard, in his uh, pond, like uh, outside his house. Shit, he light skinned, man. You know how it go. I'm fickle too, though, bro. You know. <laughs> you know, I don't even. I'm not. A, I'm not a planner, bro. Like I got no set schedule, man. I just kind of freelance. Like I'm up in Charleston right now. I'm not even That's in Charleston. Right. I mean, I'm in Garden City, and so like, I had, I knew I had like three meetings while I was here, and I don't, I was like I don't even know where I'm staying at. I'm just gonna go. You feel me? I got places to pop up on <laughs> everywhere, you know. So yeah, so one of those deals. But now Lonnie was like. Talking about because you know UNC is trending upwards at a very high rate right now. You know? Yeah, and I, you got him. I mean, coupled with with Dre Bly, I mean, recruiting powerhouses. If I'm a player, bro, like these are the guys I want to go play for. Yeah, One, exactly. You got Mac Brown. Yeah, you know, like just OGs out here, man. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think UNC. Yeah, a- I think Carolina on the come up, but they never they haven't. I mean, they they've been doing okay, but they never been blowing it lately. 
Yo, y'all, um, at wait, I'm trying to figure out. You quarterback, yeah, Tanner Price. Yeah, when I was there, we had Tanner. Who else was there? Then they had Wofford after him. Wofford. Yeah. Who was on the roster? Yeah, Chris no. Gibbons. Now Wofford. We had Mike Camp. Camp was quarterbacking? Shit, man. Are you talking about that quarterback? Yeah. Now we only had Tanner. The whole time, right? Yeah, we had this other kid, Brendan Cross. And, yeah, we just had Tanner, though, my four years. All right, matter of fact, since we're just throwing up topics right now, Jamie Newman. Mm. Let's talk about Jamie Newman. Because to me, if anything, bro, it was a lateral move. Uh, Tell me about it. What you think? I mean, yeah, I guess lateral as far. Well, I don't know. You're going to get a more pro style coming out of UGA, which is the film he he wanted probably. Right. That's, that's right. the reason he left. Um, you're gonna get a more pro style. Obviously, the 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 level of play is heightened a little. I mean, I'm not gonna get it. I'm not a huge SEC for this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's football, you know. But um, the intensity, I'm, I'm sure the preparation's a little different because you know Wake kind of ran that slow. Yeah. Anything that's, I mean, that's just not something he's about to go do. So for him, yeah, I, I feel like it's the right move. Um. Now, as far as didn't the kid from USC transferred there too, so now he in a whole nother competition. Right. Like that's not something I would I would want him. Um, that's not something I would want him. You know, going into that season, his last season, like dealing with. Yeah, and then I mean, mm-hmm. you go into it in the middle of a pandemic, so you never really get timing down with none of the receivers. You still learn the playbook. Like, there's so many unknowns. They never had a full spring, and so I'm just like, you know was it the best move for him because, I mean, the pro style is what he's after, but the game itself is changing. At least that's yeah. the hope anyways. When players or coaches are starting to understand that, you know, they're going to have to start conforming to the players as opposed to the players conforming to these systems, you know. And that's what I think is a better cut. That's how you know if it's a good coach or not. Right, right, right. Cause shit, you know, when I was up at the Jets, we had Marty Mornaway, old ass, and, you know, Marty was like, hey, tell me how the RPO works, you know, and I'm breaking it down to him. He's like, yeah, that's not going to work. I was like, all right. And so when he was at Baltimore, you know, they drafted they drafted uh, Lamar. Yeah. It was like the same deal. So who was they going to let go? They let him go. It's like, you know what, we're going to find somebody that's going to work with what we have here. Yeah, exactly. You know? Talking about, you know, game-changing quarterbacks, man. But, yeah, we're starting to see. Uh, that's crazy. And, 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 and having that mindset, that mindset is so, like, old, old school. Old school. That's old school. not – I mean, we're, it's the game has progressed so much, and – Offenses are much more complicated and, and intricate yeah. than running the ISO. No, 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 no. And that's the thing. I mean, there's complexity to, you know, the the RPO-style offense, spread offense. I think a lot of it, though, is like NFL has this superiority complex to the point where they're like, hey, we're different than college. We're different than high school. We're different than middle school. Like, we're none of this shit. We're our own league, not realizing that every kid coming up right now is playing in the same style of system. Yeah. And so all, the game of football intersects, bro. Like, yeah, it shouldn't even be called yeah. pro style no more. Like, that's right. old school. Like, right. Like, and you got, I mean, a lot of the concepts are coming from college that they're running. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just because of those kids, those these athletes, these athletes are different. Yeah. Then, then we ain't got fullbacks no more. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to Tommy Bohannon, you know. Yeah, good guys. Like Tommy, like ah, he he like the last living full, the last fullback. You know, juice check yeah. those guys. It's like a couple of fullbacks that you're familiar with right now. Last of a dime, like Jesus said. 
Right, yeah, exactly. Great album, I, by the way. I ain't, no, ain't no more Mike Allstop type dudes. No, no, no. And, I mean, you're starting to see that the transition with tight ends. There's yeah. really no tight ends anymore, bro. You're talking – I mean, everybody's back, yeah. And so – because, I mean, and, and the game – and so offenses are catching up, and you will hope that at some point because it puts these defenses in a bad spot. That's why the games are so damn high. People are scoring whatever. Because these yeah. defensive coordinators are like, well, damn. And so that's what I think. Like, we're going to start to see a huge influence. And a lot of that is the NFL, too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cater, the referee and this, you know, they cater towards the offense because points bring fans. And, I mean, I, that could be a conspiracy, but I believe that. I mean, you talk about, like, the – yeah, I mean, we the tuck rule, you know, one. And then you had the quarterbacks. I mean, they can't – That's an experience is always problematic every time it's called – and then they talked about throwing in the review, which in Canada it actually works out well over there, and I don't think that it even translates the same here in the NFL game. Mm. And so, I don't know, bro. Football is at a weird-ass spot, man, in general. And the, the scheduling and everything is about to just be all messed up. Right. Because if they – I mean, you got the draft you got to worry about, then you got to worry about camp next year. Right. Like, so even if these schools move to ball and playing right. in – the well, playing in the, the winter. Yeah. Like, you, there's no spring ball. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to make the kids play two seasons in a row. Right. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if, if I'm a player coming back to school and I say, hey, we're going to – we're not canceling it. We're moving it. Why the hell would I play when I'm just going to get ready for the draft anyway? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no way I'm about to play a season right before the draft. Right. Like, months before. No, absolutely not. It's crazy, man. But the leadership, man, all of this, the leadership's been terrible since it started this, bro. Like, if everybody would have just – if they would have knew what they was going into, and I, I think and not been so naive about everything and just let it play out, say, hey, we'll just make a decision when we get there. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is something that had to be well thought out, man. So you right, never, Like, where is your prepar- – there's no preparation. No. They're just waiting for the next – the person higher up than them to make a decision. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, are we waiting on – Like in NCAA – and everybody's talking about there's a mockery of leadership, and it's true because there's no clear-cut structure within the NCAA, right? Right. Team, I mean, you like different conferences just doing whatever they feel like it. Right. You can see that now. It's just everything's subject to change, man. And that's and it, it can't be like that. Whatever you believe in, like you just got to stick with it and roll with it. Exactly. So there's no like, there's just no voice for the NCAA. Like there hasn't been like, there's no like. Commissioner, there's no, you know what I'm saying, like that's out. Yeah. Representing or telling what's going on with the N- with the NCAA, like, like you said, it's just a bunch of conferences making a bunch of different decisions. Right. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Spring football ain't gonna work though, bro. Yeah, it, it just won't happen. It just can't happen. I mean, there's no way they're gonna make kids or kids just they're gonna have to make them. Yeah, they're just gonna have to pay them. There's no way you can do class. Like, how are you gonna do class? Right. How is it? How could you possibly do class if you just playing football for eight months straight? Well, and so like even with that, like earlier this year when we saw the spring sports get canceled, right? What's that? Basketball, all baseball. Yeah, there was no March Madness. Right. No March Madness. And so what we saw was players get extended an extra year of eligibility. And what I mean, what you're talking about is creating a whole bottleneck, right? Just a, a backlog of players because high school isn't extending these kids an extra year of eligibility, and so the right. ripple effect from that, the trickle down effect, is huge. Kids that were on the fringe of getting D1 
well, they don't get in because they don't have the scholarships anymore, which yeah. then goes one double A, which goes two, it trickles all the way down to three, and some kids end up not ever getting a chance to play ball at a higher level because they got granted extra year of eligibility. I'm all for players, but but like at the same time, like there's again, you got to be able to create something that makes sense for everybody, not just that yes. wouldn't have that big of a trickle down effect, right? Right, and so. And that's even, man, like, you know, what we talk about, the cancellation of the season. I mean, in the Southeast, if you look at it from an economic standpoint, I mean, we're talking about a ripple effect that hurts for the next 10, 15 years. I mean, you know what what, what will happen? What what are the best? I mean, they should have just canceled all football. Yeah. Because if, if, the, if the NFL is playing 100%, like, college got to stay on pace. Right. High school right. got to stay on pace. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's what they're talking about the NFL, the scheduling, because if college football doesn't get played, there's going to be all those empty spot slots. There's going to be void. And so they're like, well, instead of us just having traditional games on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, we might play games every day throughout the course of the week. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. And your your Eagles, man, they might, you know, they might even have a shot with that, you know. Uh, <laughs> we got a shot in the note regardless. If, if the football is hype, we got a shot. Always. <laughs> Carson with 11 back there? 11 different now. I do like Carson, bro. I ain't a lot to you, bro. Carson He's gets different. a lot of hate. And I think a lot of it is because, oh, boy, always vouch for him. Uh, Dan Orlowski, man. I like Dan Orlowski, but I think I, I think I'll only like him because he, he vouched for him so hard. Yeah, he pro Carson for sure. Pro Eagles. But how would you not be pro? How are you, how are you a football? Like, not, not, I'm not saying you. How is a former – how do you just look at that and say, oh, I don't like that? Like if he's healthy, just making the plays he made. Yeah. How do you how do you say he trash? Like. Yo, and, and where did he go? He went to North Dakota. North Dakota State. Where Trey Lance go? They slick, bro. Got the best track record. In oh, yeah. you feel me? Yeah. Period. Because this that's kid, a good program. That's a program I'm looking to get a kid from. I mean, like you Trey know? Lance, bro. Like people sleep. It's gonna either be it's either gonna be Trevor, Trey Lance. It's gonna be okay. Justin. It's gonna be Justin Field, Trey Lance. Like it's gonna be, he's gonna go in that second spot, bro. Man, me personally, I don't know. I mean, Trevor, I like Trevor. Actually, I, I like Trevor a lot. Yeah. He's a, he's a day one guy, obviously top three. But Trey Lance, though, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like Trey Lance. No, that's what I'm saying. Like he gonna fit. He gonna, be, he gonna be a top two quarterback taken off the board. You know. What does that put Justin Fields? I don't know. Like I like thing. Justin Fields. Like like if. It is, it's all predicated off of the team too. Cause, Would he go third? Yeah. So I guess he's like a unique situation where he. I mean, because I could, I could, if I'm a team, I could easily see taking Justin Fields number one overall. Based right, off like of where I'm at, I could also see Trevor being taken off the board first. Like it, it really just depends. Like Justin liked that though, you know. Trevor's like, right. that. I mean, and so from that standpoint, it's just depending on like how do you think these guys fit your style of play? Because Justin, bro, like he does a lot of Justin. When you break down his film, bro, he's a fucking baller, bro. He is. I mean, he's a baller, and so I like, I like him. I told you I was a Ohio State guy last year. Yeah, I was. I was cheering for Ohio State. That's wild, man. I uh, yeah, I like him. I like him. I think he's capable. I know he's capable. Yeah. You I know, like I, I I loved it for Clemson, but I hated it for him the way that game ended last year, bro, with that miscommunication. Yeah, man. Oh. It, was, it was a touchdown, bro. It was a touchdown, bro. Touchdown. Cut across his face. Yeah. All you had to do was bend it, man. It's over with. All he had to do. Dang. That's wild, man. But you know what, man? We're going to jump into that. We're going to talk about that a little more next time, too. And, again, expect AJ up here every week because we're going to be rocking and rolling. And oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
we'll be getting it in. So we're going to actually get some script next time and figure out a formulated plan to really talk about some things for the time being. Introduction convo, just, you know, get some stuff off our chest. There's a lot going on. Exactly. You know, it's 2020, and this is uh, to be expected because nobody knows what the hell's going on. So there we go. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> All right, AJ, I appreciate it. You every day. Absolutely. Well, look, we're going to link, bro, and uh, we're going to get something ready for the people. All right, brother. All right, cuz.